Welcome back to yet another episode of Lux Insider with me your host Anita Khatri. Last week saw luxury Swiss watchmaker Patek Philippe collaborate with the iconic jewelry brand Tiffany and Company. This was like closing 2021 with a blue bang. Patek Philippe dropped a new Nautilus reference 5711 which will be the last of the coveted model that was discontinued earlier this year with a dial in Tiffany and Company signature blue. The collection is limited to just 170 pieces at approximately 52000 US dollars which is equivalent to rupees 40 lakhs. If only this was available in India. Nevertheless, For those traveling to America, you can get your hands on the pieces in New York, San Francisco and Beverly Hills. Moving on, a team of Japanese scientists have created masks that glow when exposed to traces of coronavirus. The masks begin to glow when exposed to ultraviolet light if they contain traces of the coronavirus, which is achieved by using ostrich eggs. The glow results from antibodies extracted from ostrich eggs, fluorescent dye, and the face shield's innovative detection system. These glow masks are awaiting government approval and are undergoing further testing until they can be put into practical use. Now, moving to the focus of this week's episode. As per various historical records, India was referred to as Sone ki Chidiya. Our obsession with gold and all that shines and glitters is inherent. Right from childhood to weddings to heirlooms. This week, I'm joined by Rajiv Popli, the director of the Popli Group, established in 1927. Jewelry designs by the Popli Group have been loved and adorned by indians for over 90 years rajiv is a third generation jeweler who's passionate about designs and colors he expresses himself not only through gemstones and metal but also through oil and canvas i spoke with rajiv to learn about indian jewelry consumers who they are how informed they are on various certifications while buying jewelry and so much more let's hear straight from rajiv what does luxury mean to you luxury is the way we live uh, i feel a lifestyle is is a way of luxury though it's a very relative term and you may have different interpretations to it something that puts a smile to your face i feel is luxury enough today we've got connotations of this to put into monetary statements but uh, still i feel the end results the smile on your face so basically uh, whether it's jewelry or it's watches if it gives you a smile or it gives you happiness that's luxury so it could be anything for anyone at any time you know you have been veteran in fine jewelry industry you're also dealing with some of the coveted watch brands now you have observed this indian customer uh, consuming jewelry and watches but in last 
decade. Have you seen this consumer changing? And if you have seen this consumer changing, how have you seen him changing, him or her? So when we look at luxury on the whole, internationally, we are in the luxury industry per se. Uh, though jewelry in India was the dominant product category in the luxury business, uh, nevertheless, worldwide, uh, since we've been doing retailing in Dubai and other places, uh, worldwide, the luxury category is a very large category and jewelry, of course, is a core aspect to it. The category also includes other accessories like watches and uh, peripherals, which are part of the luxury industry on the whole. In India, a jeweler is identified separately and a watch retailer identified separately. That's how it's always been. Uh, unfortunately, that doesn't happen anywhere in the world. But nevertheless, uh, that's the structure of retail in India because jewelry being such a large uh, consuming category, uh, being the largest, uh, one of the largest retailing product categories for the country and also worldwide as the largest gold consuming country, uh, it, it automatically creates a dominance in the, in the retail segment itself. Last 10 years, of course, we've seen amalgamation of the two happening. Like we've been into the watch industry now for more than uh, 17 years, precisely. And we've seen this amalgamating happening on the category where the jewelry and watches have come on the same floor. And more categories have added to this luxury per se uh, retail aspect. And uh, it's, it's taken at par as we would do it in Dubai and other cities. So the Indian consumer also has matured in the same manner where he demands from the same retail space a variety of product categories, which is where the, uh, you can say, maturity of the retail demand has come in. And the consumer wants to buy the wedding shopping uh, at one point of place, which is the jewellery to the accessories, which all go in the same wedding bouquet. So that's, that's the change which has happened primarily in the Indian consumer. Also, what's important is that the quality of retail in India has improved, which has helped us, you know, offer the same product category to the Indian consumer sitting in India itself, which normally he would have uh, flown overseas and bought products uh, to fill in the requirement. But today the Indian consumer is walking down to a jewelry store or a watch store to buy the other products also, which otherwise would not have been bought in India. So, which is a positive aspect from Indian retail point of view that we are able to cope up with the same quality of service as we're doing overseas with the other uh, retailers across the globe. So, which is an important aspect for Indian consumer uh, having appreciated that and the Indian retail which has uh, matured to that level to offer the same service as overseas. So, this is what we've seen for the past decade, uh, the changes has happened. I totally agree with you on this, Rajiv, uh, because uh, uh, yes, uh, until 2000, I would say, and only after 2005, things started changing when it came to consumption of watches. Otherwise, watches were primarily purchased abroad or uh, while you're traveling. And uh, what you say to me that this uh, consumer has changed and has been comfortable in uh, spending under one roof, the wedding shopping, which is jewelry and watches at the same time. How would you see the Indian millennials changing when it comes to jewelry? Have you seen or observed that, you know, demand for, say, certain uh, certain category of jewelry or certain pieces or certain designs? I do not know, not really designs, I would say. How do you see millennial now asking for uh, jewelry? Did you see any change there? So, particularly in the millennial category that we see... Uh 
there's a lot of self demand which the millennials are having on their own unlike uh, their previous generations where the bride would be brought to the store and i would imagine my father showing them the jewelry and the, the in-laws or the mother or the father would be deciding on what is to be bought today it's totally changed i think they take a back seat and the the bride and the bridegroom take the front seat uh, they are the ones who are demanding exactly what they need to buy uh, they they are very focused and very clear as to what their purchase products need to be and how it is to be utilized down the line also because that's that's where they come into the utility aspect uh, also importantly they don't have a, a, a say whereas locker jewelry shopping is concerned you know they are not concerned in the locker jewelry shopping they want jewelry which can be flaunted uh, whenever required and to be used as frequently as possible that's the agenda basically in mind from a millionaire shopper which is very good in a way of uh, a focused buyer is concerned from our point of view so we we know exactly what the consumer needs and what's their uh, utility on the product which otherwise would have been a vague scenario you know so in the previous generation you would buy x tolas of gold and that's your your kitty for the shopping you know irrespective of whether it's going to be used down the line or not but that's the investment or that's the chooser shopping which has been put as a kitty aside but not the case anymore so design is a core aspect from the millennial consumer uh, they exactly have they probably surveyed it worldwide with their uh, scope of uh, uh, social shopping that otherwise happens their choice making happens you know so they are pretty crystallized i feel uh, as to what their demand is now so rajiv what you saying is that uh, um, you know a decade ago you know jewelry would have been bought from the investment point of view today it's more that they would like to use it and wear it often as often as they can so maybe uh, design of course plays there because then if you're wearing uh, jewelry on a daily basis it need not be as heavy as it would be to be kept in a locker that's one part and the second very important part that you mentioned to us is that um, you know your consumer itself has your customer has changed so it's no longer that you are speaking or communicating to the older generation that's mother and uh, father or or the in-laws you are actually communicating to the youngster who's the bride and the groom you know uh, it would be great if you could tell us your customer this is the millennial is he already he or she aware of the certification hallmark are they already aware of this that they should be demanding this uh yes the indian billion consumer has been uh socially connected to various brands internationally uh through various channels of network so for example if the indian consumer the billion consumer is looking for a wedding band they're looking for hypothetically a tiffany band or a cartier or a bulgari band they understand what are the usps of these brands per se apart from the brand name so it's the quality of the product it's the certification which they offer is the consistency of the product quality which is coming to the indian to any consumer around the globe if i as a popular brand can offer the same uh, uh, qualities to the product then i might par with those brands that is how the consumers understand it to be and we are glad to be offering the same categories of quality and service to the indian consumer in the same manner so this is what uh, is our communication across you know 
So your customer is already aware of all this existing. So obviously he's he or she is well aware of Tiffany, Cartier, and what they actually. Uh, so there there would there would be times you would get requests for many customers asking you to design something looking similar to Cartier or to Tiffany. I don't think so. Replicas is a is a concern. We have enough of designs that we create of our own. And more importantly, it's not that we replicate products to the Indian consumer. We create it for the Indian consumer. Because I've always learned selling hamburgers in India doesn't work. You know, you need to create an Indian model of the burger. So that's how I would see it in my jewelry also. The Indian consumer, though, needs the same quality, the same certification, but they need something which suits their lifestyle and their uh, uh, design uh, calibers. You know, so that's how we suit it to their Indian consumer requirement. Great. Uh, uh, I go back again, Rajiv, when you mentioned about investment, jewelry being bought for investment. Now, if you know uh, you you also are into art, uh, if you had to choose to invest between jewelry, watches, and art, what would you give your feedback or share your advice with our listeners? It's it's too too relative a subject. I would say, what's your requirement per se first? Uh, don't keep the investment into the locker and be happy about it. I would see what would be your area of cherishment if you have a nice wall in your in your living room and you would like to have a nice uh, uh, Raja Ravi Verma artwork on it. I would be more than happy you going for one. Nevertheless, if there's a good necklace, probably a platinum necklace which you feel has a good design element which connects to you, go ahead and take it. You know, so that's how I would see. Uh, a choice making to be done, which is very relative in a case of art and jewelry, and it's a very personal subject. So, to me, art is art or jewelry is something that gives you a story, and if that story is understood uh, and reciprocated, I feel that's the best thing you should go for. How well said, yeah, Rajiv. I I agree totally with you. Now, sustainability is something which you must have heard all over, and especially during lockdown. Uh, a, a lot of brands have uh, been, uh, you know, talking about it, going back, revisiting their uh, different uh, uh, sources from where materials, perhaps where they are sourcing from. Uh, they have tried to be as sustainable as possible. So is there anything that Popley's have uh, invested in towards sustainability? So we've always... Uh... We've always understood the blockchain, basically, uh, in our category of business that we are in. We've been responsible in our sourcing, which is a core aspect as uh, the genes of the brand itself is concerned. Our sourcing has been with the entire study of the blockchain. Uh, so particularly with diamonds, if you have to understand, which always had a, a negative impact on so many other areas of channelizing the inventory. We work on the same Kimberley process, which is identified by United Nations years ago, and we've been keeping up to it, where the entire uh, sourcing of diamonds is is under the Kimberley process, which is uh, it's uh, blood-free diamonds. That's how we call it. So that's one area of uh, understanding the blockchain in the entire source. So is the case in gold. A sourcing of gold has been very crystallized uh, from our end. So it's it's very responsible the way that we buy, whether it's in India or overseas. Our entire format of business has been the same. Same case in watches. Uh, our sourcing has always been from the brands directly and not from the distributors or 
various channels that uh, the watch industry unfortunately was synonymous about in India. And uh, we've been happy to keep up with the same uh, down the line also. That's uh, uh, that's great to know. And, uh, you know, sustainability is here to stay. And especially when, you, you know, you referred or you mentioned and explained to us how your customer has evolved. Uh, millennials and Gen Zs, they are very, very conscious about, uh, um, you know, where is this product being sourced from? And how, what is the journey been, you know, where, where the life story has been. And that, that's exactly what uh, brands are trying to, you know, um, work upon. And uh, we are happy that, you know, Popolis is already doing this for, since long time now. At this moment, uh, what, according to you, is the latest trend when it comes to jewelry? Latest and the hottest trend in jewelry? Is there something which you would like to share with us? So what's what's important as jewelry is concerned has become very personal and very specific from a consumer point of view. There's utility-based jewelry which is bought. So there's jewelry bought for the wedding, for example. So there's a wedding band, the wedding uh, rings, which end up being in platinum because it's very personalized and that one piece of jewelry which they should you know, uh, keep up for years as a as a matter of memory. So that's that's where the trend is. That platinum rings for weddings is the ultimate uh, subject today, and uh, that's become very important as a category. Then there's another set of jewelry which is for the wedding day. Again, as I said, it's very specific demand oriented things, and these are customized. They are actually created from the consumer's uh, thought process. And in our case, since we are into backward integration of the product category, we can 3D print the design, we can create with the help of our designers exactly what the customer wants, suit it to the neck of the customer to the extent and even choose the gemstones which are required in the piece. So it's an entire customized bouquet which can be offered to that uh, choice-making customer. So this is the trend which is going on, that the customization of the higher-end piece of jewelry, which is the bridal jewelry, is done. It's not bought typically over the counter. So this is where we come into picture that we have the capabilities of designing a piece from scratch, understanding the consumers. So our designers actually go on board with the customer to understand the moods, to understand the temperament of the client, and then create a piece which suits the client's uh, personality also. You know, I recall those days. Uh, uh, there was a time when uh, India was especially in the among the watch uh, brands anything to do with gold they would say it works in india it was called primarily the gold market and the uh, it's very heartening to know that you know there is demand for platinum because i remember even the platinum guild of india they have uh, invested a lot to just educate people uh, educate this end customer that how valuable and important platinum is. And I'm really, really happy to know this uh, this trend uh, that you were sharing with us. It's really, really very, uh, makes us feel very happy. In fact, in platinum, just to say, uh, in platinum particularly, just to say that uh, we were the first jeweler in the country to launch platinum in India uh, as a product category over the counter. In fact, six months even before officially pre-GI came into the picture, so with the help of Platinum Guild, we did test marketing in the year 99. And now it's 2021. So it's over 21 years that we've been selling Platinum in the country now. But, you know, would you say that uh, after 20 years, it is actually showing results now? 
I won't say that because I've got consistent growth for the past at least 15 years, if not more, uh, in the category. And it's it's still a category which is growing irrespective of pandemic and no pandemic, fortunately. And it's, it's, it's a category which has taken a serious space in the store today. Uh, so it's it's a category that which is important for our bottom lines and not just another product uh, as a fashion statement. You know? uh, so would you would you say that the customer who demands platinum versus gold is different? Is there a, a, a clear I demarcation? Or, I, I, yeah. Yes, I uh, I don't see the customer being different, but yes, the portion of shopping which happens in these categories, for example, like I said, the wedding rings and the bridal rings is is a major chunk in platinum only. So that customer is not one whom I'm trying to compete with gold. It's a, it's a customer who walks in to buy these bridal rings and the wedding bands in platinum and they would not compromise in any other manner then. That means they are already aware or they already know that they want platinum. That's it. Precisely. That's why I said my, my consumer here is very knowledgeable. Uh, they are already connected with the international world in a very major way. And that's what helps us to introduce products which are newer in the Indian scenario. Even though they've been there overseas, we can always get them down to India because my customer relates to it very fast. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Rajiv. And this really helps us to understand uh, this uh, customer taste and how customer has evolved from this last 20 years. What is your most prized luxury item that you own as on today? <laughs> oh, that's, that's a relative subject again. Uh, I, I own some art pieces. I own some good jewelry pieces. Especially the ones that I create. I feel those are the ones I love. <laughs> and do you have something on your list that you would like to uh, add or you aspire to add that soon to your existing collectibles? Uh, some art pieces uh, I would love to own once I feel I can afford them. Uh, currently, they're priced obnoxiously. Uh, but I'm always on the lookout. If I feel I can get a hold of them at probably one of the auctions, I would love to have them. No specific artist as such. Uh, Mark Rothko is my favorite. Uh, I've always been looking forward to his artworks. And... Uh, that's what I feel relates to me, along with a few of Dali pieces, if I can put both of them together. Wonderful. And in jewellery, do you have any international jewellery that you uh, you really uh, appreciate? Or Unfortunately, I am very biased on my jewellery. So uh, when I feel like... <laughs> uh, I'm more of a creator. So I, I when I feel I can create it, uh, then I might as well create it myself. Well, thank you, Rajiv. Thank you so much for this uh, wonderful, uh, enlightening uh, session. And uh, we look forward to see you soon. Hear from you soon. Definitely. Definitely. Be my pleasure. Thank you. Make sure you subscribe to or follow this podcast wherever you are listening to it right now. So you don't miss out on the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of Lux Insider. I am your host, Anita Khatri, and I'll be back next week with yet another exciting episode.